What's up, everybody? How are we doing today? There are two things that I know, well, three. <laughs> this is going to be fun. You guys thought I was professional. Uh, so there are two things I know. Number one, God did not give me the gift of speaking. And number two, he did give me the gift of sweating. So to answer your question, yes, I am going to leak from my armpits. Um, but like Jared said earlier, my name is Josh Hardcastle, and I'm the high school minister here at Southern Hills. Uh, today, obviously, is going to look a little bit different. So if you're a guest, I encourage you to come back next week and hear our real preacher. Uh, and, and so we'll see you then. But uh, today is Senior Sunday. We're going to be honoring uh, the seniors that are graduating high school. And before we get into anything, I want to thank you all for the way that you have invested and welcomed my family. Um, to the women who have invited Whitney into our community, into your community, um, and to everyone else who has loved on Knox, who has played with him, who has chased him down when we couldn't, um, thank you. About 10 years ago, I was a junior in high school, getting ready for my senior year. I was looking up to those guys who were seniors, and I, I couldn't wait to be in their position. Because we put senior year on this pedestal, we think this is, this is the pinnacle of, of where we can get. Once we've gotten here to our senior year and to graduation, we've arrived. But what I'd like for us to consider today is Senior Sunday and graduation not being the end, but just the beginning. Imagine what men and women go through who, ha who would like to become astronauts someday. Uh, there are actual uh, requirements on NASA's website, and they're hiring, so if you'd like to be an astronaut, I'm going to tell you, these are the qualifications that you're going to have to meet. Uh, number one, you have to have a bachelor's degree from an accredited institution in engineering, biological science, physical science, or mathematics. An advanced degree is desirable because uh, academic preparation is important. Number two, at least 1,000 hours pilot in command time in a jet aircraft. Flight test experience is also highly desirable. And number three, the ability to pass a NASA space physical, which is similar to a military or civilian flight uh, physical and includes the following specific standards. Distant visual acuity of 2100 or better uncorrected and correctable to 2020 HI. Blood pressure 140 over 90 measured in a sitting position and height between 62 and 75 inches. So do we have any future astronauts in here? Are you ready? You see, to become an astronaut, your training starts way before you even get to NASA. And I think it's the same thing with our seniors and our graduates here today. The goal is not just to academically make it to Senior Sunday or to graduation. There are so many more ways our seniors are trained before they get here. And most of you are responsible for that. Real quickly, I want to take us back uh, on a trip down memory lane. I'd like to go through some of the phases that, that our seniors have gone through before they get here. So I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning. And, and I love, uh, I'd love for this to be a conversation. So if you hear anything that I say that you relate to, you can just say, oh yeah, or uh, amen, or whatever you feel like saying. But uh, listen to these phases, all the way back to phase zero, day one, uh, the newborn phase. This is the phase when nobody sleeps, everybody smells, and one mesmerizing baby convinces you, I need you now. Then we move on to the phase one and two, the, the first and second year. This is the phase that we're currently in with Knox. This is the phase when nobody's on time, everything's a mess, and one eager toddler will insist, I can do it. <laughs> then we move into the three and four phase. This is the phase when anything can be imagined, everything can be a game, 
And one curious preschooler wants to know over and over and over again, why? Then we get to kindergarten. Kindergarten and first grade. These are, these are the phases when unfiltered words make you laugh. Homework makes you cry. And life becomes a stage where your kid shouts, look at me. Second and third grade. The phase when fairness matters most, differences get noticed, and your enthusiastic kid thinks anything sounds like fun. We move into the fourth and fifth grade phase. This is the phase when friends are best friends. Games are for competition, and your confident kid will insist, I got this. And then we get to middle school. Sixth grade phase. This is the phase when there's never enough groceries, too many hormones, and a dramatic kid that just needs someone to prove who cares. Seventh and eighth grade. The phase when nothing that you do is cool. Everything is fun in a crowd, and one smart kid will keep reminding you, yeah, I know. And then we hit high school. Ninth grade phase. This is the phase when friendships shift. Grades count and interests change so often your teenager has to explain, this is me now. The 10th grade phase. The phase when everyone else can, nobody else has to, and your resolute teen will push you to answer, why not? The 11th grade phase. The phase when there's less drama, more stress, and your very busy teenager answers all of your questions with just trust me. And then we get to the 12th grade phase, senior year, what we're here celebrating today. This is the phase when your emerging adult pulls away but gets closer, does things for the last time, and you both start asking, what's next? I'd like to honor some of the people here today who have invested in the lives of our seniors, who have have been uh, a part uh, of encouraging them, of of helping them become the people that they are today. And so I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you are a current small group leader of one of our seniors, I'm going to put their names up on stage. If you're a current small group leader of one of our seniors, please stand up. We've got a few of them in here. All right. And go ahead and stay standing. All right. If you, if you have ever taught one of our seniors from the time they were in a nursery all the way up until now, please stand up. All right. Go ahead and continue, continue to stand. If you've ever been on a mission trip or served alongside of one of our teenagers in the community service on a mission trip in any capacity, please stand up as well. If you have ever, yeah, you can go ahead and clap. All right, I've got three more, so let's hold, we'll, we'll clap at the end, but it'll be great. Uh, if you have ever had a meal with one of our seniors or had their family into your home, please stand up. And if you have uh, ever gone to camp with one of our seniors in the summer, go ahead and please stand up. And finally, if you have ever prayed specifically for one of our seniors, please stand up. Parents, parents of seniors, please be encouraged by these people who have loved on your students who have cared about them, who have sat with them, who have cried with them. And parents of non-seniors, look around at the mountain of support that our current seniors have. 
and be encouraged by the fact that whenever you, your child gets to be a senior, that they will have this many adults who, who are committed to them, who love them, and who invest in them. There's an old African proverb that says, alone we go fast, but together we go far. Go ahead and be seated. Thank you. You see, there, there's something incredible that happens when we, in, when we are intentional about investing in the lives of our students. When we can invest in them and they know how much God loves them and how much the church cares about them. When we can say to the next generation, you're not just the future of the church, but you are the current church. When we sit with them in their messiness and their brokenness and we let them know it's okay to not be okay. When we have elevate our children and students, it propels them into initiating their launch fully prepared. Think about this. You may not have a senior here today, but you might one day. You may not have a senior here today, but you probably know one of them. You may not be directly influencing a senior here today, but you may have had a senior in the past. And you may not have a senior here today, but your influence and your voice both matter. You showing up in the life of our kids right now is so critical. Proverbs 22.6 says this, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. It says direct, point, start off, train up. In other words, begin with the end in mind. What's, what's the goal? Is it to get to graduation? Is it to uh, become a completely committed follower of Jesus? Is it for them to be able to sort darks and lights and colors and do their own laundry? But whatever the end goal is, begin with the end in mind and then direct them onto the path to get there. There's a place in the Old Testament where Moses is gathering the people of Israel together. He's getting all the families together. And he says, guys, listen. Listen, Israel. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road when you're going to bed and when you're getting up, tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. Moses is saying here, constantly and consistently leverage the opportunities that you have with your kids while you have them to share your values on a daily basis. In other words, whatever you value, you repeat. And what gets repeated is valued. Imagine that you're trying so hard to instill your family values in your kids and then one day you hear them repeat those values to their friends or to somebody else. Or when your student is older and they're wading through the waters of adolescence, what do you want them to remember? What do you want them to value? I was kind of an impatient and quick to anger middle schooler. Um, and my mom's here today and I was going to I'm going to tell a story about her, but uh, it's not embarrassing, I promise. So, love you, Mom. Um, but I remember one day getting so frustrated and so angry, and my mom made me memorize James 1.19. Everybody should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And every time I'd get mad, I remember she'd made me repeat that. And it'd frustrate me, but the more that I repeated it, 
the more that it became a value to me. And as I value it, I hope to repeat it to my kids someday. Because whatever you value, you repeat. And what gets repeated is valued. All of us in here, we have an opportunity to influence the next generation in a way that this world cannot and should not have. When you say yes to the next generation, you're saying yes to being uncomfortable with the tough questions. Because doubt isn't toxic to faith, but silent and unexpressed doubt is. You want to go a little bit deeper at lunch today, talk about that quote. Doubt isn't toxic to faith, but silent and unexpressed doubt is. And when you say yes to the next generation, you're saying yes to fighting for the hearts of our kids and our students who just need a place to belong and a person to love them and someone to believe in them. And I'm so thankful that week after week we have small group leaders who are in this room right now who love on our kids, who invest in them, and who have created a safe place for them. That whenever they go there each week, they know I can be okay with not being okay. This person is going to love me. I can be open. I can, I can talk to my small group and feel safe about what I'm dealing with and what I'm struggling with. When you say yes to the next generation, you're saying yes to the mess. Physically, if you've ever had a toddler, you know what mess I'm talking about. Spiritually, sitting with a high school student or a middle school student who's, who's just struggling with questions about faith. Emotionally, students who, who just are having a really hard time with, with friends or, or having a really rough home life and they just need someone to say yes to their mess. Here's the hard part though. After saying yes to the next generation, when they launch out into the world, we have to get out of the way. If we hope our seniors will one day have a job, a family, lots of debt, but also be financially independent, we've got to get out of the way. If we want our seniors to go to college and pass their classes, we have to get out of the way and let them set their own alarm clocks. If we want our seniors to find a community of friends, we have to trust them that they're going to surround themselves with the right people. If we want our seniors to grow into their own faith, we have to be willing to sit there with them but also get out of the way to let them process and let them struggle and let them thrive and then let God do the rest. And if we want our seniors to become leaders, we've got to let them lead. And this is one of the hardest things to do because for the past 18 years, we've been investing in them. We've been creating a safe place for them. We, we've been getting them ready for this launch. And there's a truth that I think we all know deep down but it's hard to accept, and that's this, that we can't control the launch, but we can prepare them for the launch. Over the next week, seniors are going to be launched all over with graduation. They've been preparing for this day for a long time, and just like astronauts on their launch day, there's all kinds of emotions and all kinds of feelings that are, that are surrounding this day. Uh, excitement, fear, nervousness, a sense of loss, maybe a, hey, let's party. Thankfulness, finality, readiness, or unreadiness. But we want our seniors here at Southern Hills to know how much they are cared for and that this is their home. This is a place for them. One of the ways we do this is by presenting them with a Bible. And we've already given those Bibles. Um, and we're going to ask that after the service and after class, you go and check out their tables, check out all the amazing awards and the pictures that they have out there. 
but on their tables is their senior Bible. And this year we've given them a Bible that has a little bit of an extra wide margin on it so that people can go and write an encouragement next to their favorite Bible verse. Underline or highlight your favorite Bible verse. I received a similar Bible uh, my senior Sunday um, about 10 years ago. And every once in a while, when I just need a little bit of encouragement, I'll pull that out and I'll flip through it. And I'll read some of the comments that people wrote and, and the encouraging things that they wrote. And it was a great reminder of the people who invested in my life, of the people who were important to me, and the people who I knew cared about me no matter what. Another way that we honor our seniors um, is by saying a prayer of blessing over them. And we're going to do that in two different ways today. The first way in a second, I'm going to call our seniors up. And one of our small group leaders and shepherds, Todd Hooper, is going to say a prayer of blessing over them. And this is going to be our congregational blessing as a way for all of our seniors to be surrounded by their family, uh, their church family. And then immediately after that, we're going to sing three songs. And during those songs, I'm going to ask everybody to stay seated um, except our seniors and their families. Our seniors are going to go back to their families who are going to be standing. And our shepherds are going to come and pray an individual prayer over each of our seniors. That way they can have the, their church family, but then they can have their, an intimate time with, with their family, being blessed by their family and by the shepherds in our church. So seniors, as I call your name, uh, please make your way up to the stage. And uh, if you'd like to pull this out of your, the insert out of your bulletin, uh, you can see a little bit more info about each of our seniors. Starting off, Emily Akins. Emily is the daughter of Wyvon Anderson and Pat Akins. Scotland Bonneau. Scotland is the daughter of Britt and Carrie Bonneau. Peyton Borland. Peyton is the daughter of Bart and Amanda Borland. You're good. Nolan Burke. Nolan is the son of Carlton and Cecilia Burke. Ann Carroll. Ann is the daughter of Donnie and Lisa Carroll. Josh Cooksey. Josh is the son of Robbie and Kim Cooksey. Emily Korn. Emily's the daughter of Sam and Mary Noel Korn. Drew Davis. Drew is the granddaughter of Dell and Cindy Davis and Tony and Jan uh, Janice Malden. Cassidy Forehand. Cassidy is the daughter of Gary and Jeannie Forehand. Ever Hayes. Ever is the daughter of Lee and Leslie Hayes. Tyler Henson. Tyler is the son of James and Carla Henson. Jack Marceline. Jack is the daughter of, uh, the, excuse me. See, I knew, I knew I was going to mess up at some point, and Rob tried to mess us up earlier by saying, guess which one is which. 
Jack is the son of Robin Tammy Marceline, which brings us to the daughter, Sophie. Sophie's the daughter of Rob and Tammy Marceline. Mallory McPherson. Mallory is the daughter of John and Robin McPherson. Natalie Neal. Natalie's the daughter of John and Karen Neal. Grace Ann Phillips. Grace is the daughter of Linda Phillips and the late Dale Scooter Phillips. There's a lot of y'all, so y'all might want to spread out a little bit. <laughs> we'll see if we can get everybody on stage. That'd be great. Uh, Andrew Quick. Andrew is the son of Matt and Patty Quick. And we have Nate Rollins. Nate is the son of Steve and Kim Rollins. Let's all turn the page together. <laughs> Zach Smith. Zach is the son of Kelly and uh, Whitney. Ashley Smizer. Ashley's the daughter of Crick. And Shelly Smizer. Jackson Spiegel. Jackson is the son of Danny, Danny and Linda Spiegel. Audrey Terrell. Audrey is the daughter of Wayne and Diane Terrell. And Landry Wilson. Landry is the daughter of Mark and Leslie Wilson. You guys are great. There you go. So at this time, I'm going to ask Todd Hooper um, to make his way up here. Why don't you guys come in a little bit? Let's all love each other. And immediate, seniors, immediately after this, you'll go back and stand with your families and we'll sing three songs and we'll be done. say to you is from the heart. I want you to know that I had the privilege, that we had the privilege to watch some of y'all grow up. And as you grow up, we watch you turn into boy, from boys and girls to young men and young ladies. And I want you to know how much we appreciate and care for y'all. And that even though some of you may still be here in the next year and years to follow, we will continue to pray that wherever you go, that God will watch over you, that he'll protect you. And my encouragement to you guys in the Lord is to be strong and very courageous. Thank you for being a part of Southern Hills. Just because you're gone, your legacy will always be here. We get to watch the ones that you helped 
the younger classmen, the younger class women, as they grow up. We get to watch the influence that y'all left on them as they become young men and young ladies. And for that, I want to say thank you. And to the parents, thank y'all. My words of encouragement to you guys is if any time you decide you need to go get a kid a break, call before you go. Because my prayer is that these seniors will get very involved in wherever they go. We had an experience as husbands and wives, mothers and dads, to go and visit our two at Texas Tech one time. We knocked on the door, and the first thing they said are, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, we come to surprise you. And they said, well, I hope you find something to do in Lubbock. We're really busy. <laughs> So we got to spend the day cooking hamburgers for a, a bunch of university kids and, and hanging out with kids and playing card games. And the only thing that I can remember is I sat at three different tables with three different bunch of kids, played three different games, and I lost all three of them. <laughs> Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we're indeed thankful for the many blessings in the true spirit of these 2017 seniors. Father, I thank you for their loving heart. I thank you, Father, for the influence that they have on the younger class people. I thank you, Father, for the influence that some of them have traveled throughout the world that they have given to those that they have come in contact with. And Father, my prayer this morning is wherever they go, that you will be influenced by them day in and day in day out, by their actions, by their speech, and Father, just by their true, trueness to you. And Father, we thank you for each one of these this morning, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.